Hey everybody, welcome to episode 10 of Super the Hardest Presents Monkey Mode. This is our lo-fi podcast that we'll be doing more frequently than Super the Hardest. Uh, I want to give you guys a little update on what's going on with Super the Hardest. Uh, we've decided to break up the band and not do them anymore. I'm just kidding. Um, no, really, uh, we're it's, it's busy right now, guys, so... That's why I'm doing more of these Monkey Mode episodes, just to kind of fill time. Mo is in the middle of concert season, and uh, so he's out for a week or two. And uh, so Dave and I are just kind of waiting around, but we'll get back to doing them as soon as we can. Um, In the meantime, uh, March is coming up, and I've been thinking about March, and those of you who have followed the podcast for uh, a few years now um, probably recall that March has traditionally been Shmappreciation Month. Uh, we used to celebrate it, um, you know, a little more actively, well, a lot more actively than we have in recent years. Um, and that's cool, but I thought maybe it might be fun to do some stuff for uh, Intergalactic Appreciation Month. So what that is, is uh, every March we kind of celebrate the shoot 'em up genre. So these are the space shooters, and you'll, you'll know those by, like, Galaga and Gradius and 1942, or more recently, um, like in the 90s, like Dodon Pachi and uh, Escaluda and those bullet hell shooters, or Ikaruga, um, Raiden, games like that. So the space shooters, you get the gist, right? So it's it's kind of celebra- celebrating and, um, and bringing more attention to a genre that really doesn't get that much attention these days. So um, I'm looking uh, to do a little bit of a little bit of stuff to celebrate Appreciation Month. So in March, these Monkey Mode episodes, I'll probably feature um, some modern shooters, or at least uh, shmups that you can play on modern consoles, um, featuring some of those. So if you want to participate, uh, go ahead and send a letter in to mailbag at mojomenace.com. Um, if you want to talk about, you know, just write in and talk about your favorite shmup memories or or really anything, anything to do with shmups. You want to send me a review for a shooter? Uh, go ahead, do it. I'd love to read it. Um, so yeah, look forward to that in March. Uh, today, Dave and I just wanted to get together and chat uh, about nothing in particular. Um, you know, we talked about everything from the Olympics to uh, some uh, movie uh, to a couple of video games I've been playing. Um, so just kind of random hodgepodge of things. So without further ado, here it is. in the Olympics at all? I haven't at all, really. No. I watched Now you? Yeah, well, I started watching it a little bit last weekend when Kevin was here. We were at a couple of breweries and they 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 were playing the Olympics and I was like, "Oh yeah, the Olympics are on." And uh yeah. so after that, I think on uh Saturday or Sunday, Christine and I sat and watched like 2 hours of curling. And, uh, <laughs> I actually like curling. Yeah, I, just... I love curling. <laughs> um but uh 
And then I got home. I took Ethan to karate just a little bit ago. And I got home and um, Christine was watching the biathlon, you know, where they ski around a bit. Then they stop and shoot a gun. And then oh, they, yeah. they ski around a little bit more. Yeah. What the fuck is that? Like, <laughs> I, I have no idea. Like, where did that originate from? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I, we were talking about it. I'm like, it's got to be just like some crazy Norwegian thing, you know, where they're like, you know, yeah. let's let's go hunting on our skis. Oh wait, let's turn this into a sport, you know, that kind yeah. of thing. I saw I saw a headline on the Washington Post that was like, the biathlon athletes shoot guns for their sport, but want gun control. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> Like, all right. You're reaching for headlines there, guys. <laughs> but like, how can we tie in yeah. the Olympics and gun control? Exactly. Um, so I got, I've got one movie to talk about that I don't think we've talked about on the podcast, and that's Hostiles with uh, with Christian, Christian Bale. Bale. Yeah, did we talk about uh, this? I don't think we did. I don't think we did. I mean, you haven't talked about it with me. Yeah. Um, so it, it are we recording right now? Yes. All right, all yeah. right. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. Um, so it's it's a it it looks like a western, and I guess you know it kind of is in the in the way that it takes place, like during that period, um, like uh, oh. after uh, it's after the Civil War. Yeah, I was super curious about it. It uh, looks intense. It's intense, and it's 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 not a cheerful movie. You're not going to walk out of there with a spring in your step or a smile on your face. No. Um, but Does it involve Native Americans too? Yep. Yep. Okay. So um, Christian Bale plays like a, a Union soldier or whatever. And, um, and he's been at war with, you know, not, you know, with, with, the, with the Indians basically, with the Native Americans. Um, and he was there with like Sitting Bull and all that shit and, and whatnot. Um, but anyway, and he is, it's, it's like one of those, um, you know, those gangster movies where it's like, Oh, one last mission guys, one last mission, you know? Yeah. And then I'm yeah. out and then I'm out. Um, so it's, it's kind of <laughs> like, like classic heist movie. Yep. So it's kind of like that, but, um, he's, he's retiring or, you know, the army he's leaving or whatever it is that he's in. And, um, he's given, a final mission to take, um, uh, take this this convicted this Indian who's been in prison for years for whatever, um, and his family back to his homeland because he's dying. I, I assume he's got cancer. I think is the is the deal, right? Okay. And and, uh, and so Christian Bale's character is he hates hates the Indians, right? He hates them, and uh, and he's like, I'm not doing it, right? And they're like, well, would you like to be court-martialed before you retire? You know, it's that kind wow. of thing. Right? So, Is this a true story? or I, I don't know. I doubt it. I okay. Know you. All right. Um, and, uh, and, so, and so there's this one really overdramatic scene where Christian Bale goes out into the, like, into the, I don't know, not, uh, not the woods or whatever, but he goes out, you know, somewhere by himself at night. And it's like this montage scene kind of where he's gets on his knees and looks up at the sky and screams at the sky, you know, because he's all pissed oh, off or something. Yeah. Yeah. It, that was the one scene where I was like, this seems a little melodramatic. Right. But, uh, <laughs> um, 
But anyway, I'm going to spoil the beginning for you. That's fine. I don't. I don't know if I'll see it. I definitely will not see it in the theater. And you're not really selling it for me so far. So yeah. So it starts out with this woman and her family at their, you know, house, you know, way out in the middle of nowhere, and she's sitting there at the table, uh, teaching her children, you know, <laughs> their lessons, their school lessons, or whatever, and. And Pa, he's out in front, you know, chopping wood or whatever it is he's doing. And next thing you know, the entire family is slaughtered by, you know, Apaches or something, right? Oh, jeez. And uh, and she survives, though, the, the mother. Um, and it's an intense scene, and it's a gruesome scene. Like, it no. is... It is like, gru- does it show the kids getting killed and stuff? Oh, yeah. Like, this is the first five minutes of the movie. Uh, right, it's it's intense. So yeah. anyway, skip back to Christian said, Bale. Wait, now. wait. Let's okay. let me get. Are you sitting by yourself in the theater with your coat, yep. watching this movie in the center? Yeah, <laughs> <All right>. yeah. <laughs> it's, it's like just your own personal viewing of hostiles. Exactly. It's like uh, ten thirty, eleven o'clock at night. And All I'm right. Just, I'm just I just sitting, wanted to set the scene. Yeah, I'm sitting there by myself with my jacket on, <laughs> half asleep, watching this movie. Boxer shorts. Yeah, no, <laughs> it's a little cold out for that. I still do have to drive to the movies, and <laughs> if I take my pants off, they might pull a Pee Wee Herman on me. <laughs> All right. So anyway, um, I'm sorry. No, that's fine. Uh, I'm happy to paint a word picture. <laughs> <laughs> um, so anyway, skip ahead to Christian Bale, and he's given this mission to take this um, this Indian guy and his family to Montana to their you know their home, so he can die at their home. And uh, he picks his crew that's going to help him escort these people because they're going through some pretty rough territory, right? And uh, one of them, you remember Dazed and Confused? I've never seen it. Oh, man. Okay. Did you ever watch Empire Records? Yeah. Okay, remember the guy at Empire Records at the beginning who loses all the money? Oh, geez. Like, he sets off the entire plot of the movie. Like, he's supposed to take the money to the bank but instead he goes to Atlantic City, gambles it all away, and then he comes the next morning and tells the manager that oh. he doesn't have the money. So he's got yeah, he's, yeah, he basically yeah. sits on the couch the entire movie. Yeah. That guy was his name's Rory Cochran. And he was okay. all, he was also in Dazed and Confused. So people listening might remember as the guy who's like, Chicky later. You know, the the long haired <laughs> guy. Um he, It's on my list to see eventually. Oh my god, it's one of my favorite movies ever. But uh he inexplicably has turned into this amazing actor who winds up in all these like Oscar nominated films as like uh kind of like a, a side character, right? Or okay. you know, like a supporting yeah. actor. So he's in oh, this he's in Argo. Yep, yep. And he was in uh he was in um that uh the movie with uh Johnny Depp where he played played Black White Mass. Yeah, Black Mass. So anyway, I've got I've got it pulled up. I'm not just like yeah, pulling this out of your ass. Yeah. <laughs> so he uh, he's in this movie and he plays uh, 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 Christian Bale's right hand man, right? Okay. And he's as the movie goes along, he's starting to feel a little guilty about all the atrocities they've committed against the Native Americans and stuff like that. So he's dealing with his own little personal struggle, right? Mm-hmm. So, as it goes on, Dave, everybody dies. Like, just everybody's getting <laughs> slaughtered in horrible, gruesome ways. 
Spoiler alert. Yeah, like, well, I told you, man, nothing good happens. Flirting all over this podcast. Nothing good happens in this movie. And uh, (laughs) I kind of figured one last mission. Yeah. It's, it's, uh, family's dead. You got nothing to lose. Yeah. So, so along the way, uh, Christian Bale and his posse, uh, they meet up with this woman who's just had her family slaughtered and they pick her up and take her along for the ride so she can experience some more awesome, you know, old West timey stuff. And, and yeah. And it's, uh, it's, it's a good two hours and change, almost two and a half, I think. And, Is that, uh, um, is, that, is the woman Rosemond Pike or something like that? Is I, that her name? I think so. Yeah, blonde. Yeah, um, yeah. I like her. Yeah, she's good. Um, but nothing good happens to her in this movie, man. Like it, it, this, the whole everybody's getting the shit kicked out of them in this movie or slaughtered in a horrible way. Uh, is it worth watching? Sure. You know, if you're looking for a good time at the movies, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> Uh, I mean, I did enjoy it. I did think it was a good movie. I also thought it was just like straight up Oscar bait. Like, like we're going to put out the most brutal, dramatic movie we can in the old West and, and, uh, see what happens. I'm pretty uh, sure it totally got snubbed too. I don't think it was nominated for anything. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> well, it just came out now recently. Like it's, it's a relatively new release. So maybe, and, uh, maybe you know how they do that sometimes where they yeah. like release it for a week in December. Yeah, yeah. To say that it was released in the 2017. Yeah. I don't know, man. Something has changed in me where I used to I used to be all in for those movies. Yep. I was like, "All right, I'm going to watch this. I'm going to feel terrible afterwards. <laughs> it's going to be great." <laughs> yeah, it's like but it's going to be beautiful. Like it's going to be beautiful. Yep. And and now I don't know if it's just cuz I don't have enough time to watch a lot of movies and so yeah i think if i'm gonna watch a movie i don't want to watch one that's just gonna make me feel awful afterwards <laughs> oh and it will this one will but i, I know but i just don't even have <laughs> i don't know i came out of the theater at about one o'clock in the morning and i was like huh time for bed <laughs> <laughs> boy that was great <laughs> time for my depression nap yeah um <laughs> all right so all right. the next thing i wanted to talk about is uh, yes. Johnny Turbo's arcade presents Gate of Doom. Was this a Turbo Graphics thing? It is related to the Turbo Graphics in a way. Yes. Okay. All right. So here's the story. I'm I'm listening. All right. So back in the day, uh, right around the time uh, they released the Turbo Duo. All right. Okay. So. The Turbo Duo was kind of the Turbo Graphics brand's last stand, right? So they released the Turbo Graphics 16. They released the Turbo. What, uh, why that? do they call it a Duo? I'm, I'm getting. I'm working my way there, oh, buddy. Okay. All, right, all right, all right, all right. I'm, I'm leading my way there. All right, I'm, lead, I'm leading you there, Dave. So okay, they right. released the Turbo Graphics Quite 16. Tail. <laughs> they released the Turbo Graphics 16. They released the Turbo Graphics CD attachment, right? Which, sure. as we all know, Dave, is the first home console CD player. Like I did not know. Well, now well, you do. Wow. Okay. So wait, 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 wait. It came out before Sega CD? See, this is where you're going to get punched in the mouth by Johnny Turbo. 
All right. <laughs> this is what Johnny Turbo was fighting against. I'm glad you said that, you ignorant bastard. <laughs> so they released. I always put the. You, I guess I. Uh, yeah, go ahead. This just shows you how effective Johnny Turbo's ad campaign was. All right. So. Not at all. Uh, got it. <laughs> so <laughs> so they released the TurboGrafx 16. They released the TurboGrafx CD shortly thereafter. Uh, they released the Turbo Express, which was the handheld, and then so they're 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 getting their asses beat left and right, right, by Sega and Nintendo. So this company is put together called TTI, which is Turbo Technologies Incorporated, and they take over from NEC America, and they bring the PC Engine Duo over to the United States, and they call it the Turbo Duo. And what it is, is it's a combination of the TurboGrafx-16 and the Turbo CD all in one unit. You've seen mine. It's sitting underneath, yeah. it's sitting underneath the TV in, my, in the kids' yeah. playroom. So, along with the Turbo Duo, or around the same time, um, they release this ad campaign you know, now that I think about it, it might have had less to do with the Turbo Duo and more to do with the Sega CD. It might have been, the SAD campaign, I think, came out right around the same time Sega CD came out. And what it was, was it was like a comic. It was like an advertisement that looked like a short comic strip starring this guy named Johnny Turbo. And he <laughs> okay. and he is out to fight against the evil Feka Corporation. Oh my gosh! Right, and so Feka. Yep. Feka. So, so so the Feka Corporation is out there trying to convince people that they are the first CD home system, when in actuality it was the Turbo Duo, Turbo Graphics, right? And Johnny Turbo. I mean, you should probably Google right now if you can a picture of Johnny Turbo. He's I can. he's an overweight, pudgy dude with like weird facial hair. And then, like, some sort of backwards cap and, like, sunglasses or something. And he's out there saying, hey, kids, don't believe these evil agents at, you know, fake a corporation. You know, I'm Johnny Turbo, and I'm here to tell you about the okay. Turbo Graphics and Turbo Graphics CD and the Turbo Duo and all this business, right? Don't let them mislead you. The Turbo Duo is the first CD game system on the market, and they're giving you games that we already have. Why yep. we released Sherlock Holmes on CD almost two years ago. Kids, listen. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> kind of looks like a, almost like a Kevin Smith. Yep, yep, a bit. Wearing like combat gear. Uh-huh. So Johnny Turbo. <laughs> Mr. Fika. <laughs> so, and some Fika agents. That's, All right. That's sorry. right. And they're like they're like they're like men in black with you know, with uh with little hats on and stuff. So anyway, Johnny Oh whoa. Johnny Turbo was based on this guy who worked for that company, and his name was Jonathan Brandsetter, right? And so that was kind of his likeness, and for whatever reason, they decided to use him, of all people, as their mascot. I guess they might have been thinking, like, Hudson used, uh, uh, shit, now I'm forgetting his name, uh, as, uh, as, uh, um, Master Higgins. Um, God, now I'm forgetting his name. It's horrible. Anyway, I'll I'll think of it. <laughs> okay. But I think it's kind of like the same principle as is the Master Higgins guy for Hudson. Um, oh God, I'm I'm looking at it right now. 
because I, I got to figure it out. Um, he's based on oh, Takahashi Meijin. That's it. Of course. Yeah. Call, of course. So I should have said that already. So as where Takahashi Meijin was, uh, was the inspiration behind uh, uh, Master Higgins, I'm thinking these, these guys had the same idea. Didn't quite pan out for him. Um, anyway, that was the end. Like that was literally the end of the Johnny Turbo phenomenon, right? Like, can I? Yep. Can I? Can I say the second issue of the Johnny Turbo comic was called "Let Him Dangle"? I love it. I love it. (laughs) Mister Fika assuring his underlings that they can get rich as long as kids are convinced that Fika CD is a complete system. (laughs) That's amazing. All right. Okay. Okay. So. That was that was the last we heard of Johnny Turbo for t- almost 20 years, right? <laughs> All of a sudden, a couple months ago, Jonathan Brandsetter has apparently decided he's he's got this company now, right, where he's bringing old arcade games back and he's starting by releasing them on the Switch. And for whatever reason, he's decided to brand it as Johnny Turbo's Arcade. <laughs> so, it's, it's, it's so fucking weird. And, and as much as I love the Turbo Graphics and you know the whole brand of the Turbo Graphics and the games and everything, yeah, it's beyond surreal booting up a game and seeing the image of Johnny Turbo. <laughs> And hearing Jonathan Brandsetter's voice saying, Johnny Turbo's Arcade presents. <laughs> oh, I seriously want to buy the game just because of that now. Do, no idea. do not do it. Okay. I'm, I'm, Gate, uh, Gate, Gate of, of Doom. Doom? Yep. It's seven ninety nine. Yeah, it's not good, Dave. It's not good. <laughs> um, Looks like you get to shoot a zombie pig or something. Are there yeah, zombies in pigs? Yeah. There's a dragon involved? Okay, so let's talk about Johnny Turbo's first game. It's a Data East game from 1990. It's an arcade game. It's, okay, it's you're, a, I'm still sold. Yep, it's a scrolling fighter. It looks like um, it looks maybe kind of like uh, one of those Dungeons and Dragons arcade games. Yeah, which, which are pretty good, right? Yeah. And this is kind of a, but this is kind of um, oh, like a golden axe a little bit. Yeah, not a little, quite. The characters are smaller, but. Yeah, a little bit. Um, it's but it sucks. <laughs> <laughs> it's just not good. It's it's not very fun. Uh, the 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 sound is garbage. Like the sound hurts your ears. It's bad. Uh, I I played it with earbuds in, and I was like, because I was hoping for a good rockin' arcade soundtrack. It's not good. Not good at all. So wait, it's it's an old game though, right? Like, I, do you I, have this one for? I, so you have this one for the Turbo Graphics? No, this right? never came out on the Turbo Graphics. What did it came out? What did it come out? It was on? just an arcade game. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, it, it's uh, it's it, so the hit the collision detection is a little janky. The movement is janky because it's got that. Um, weird kind of side diagonal uh, uh, perspective to it, and I'm forgetting what that's called. I've completely lost my gaming cred over the years. I can't remember what that fucking perspective's called. I didn't know it was called something in the first place, so... Yeah. Um, 
And uh, like I said, it sounds terrible. Uh, it doesn't play very well. Uh, and uh, now what I will say about, to its credit and to the port's credit, is that he gives you all, or he, whoever put this together, let's just say Johnny Turbo let's put just, this together. Yeah, Johnny Turbo himself did it in his bonds basement. Yeah, gives you all sorts of resolution options, right? So mm-hmm. you've got your, your RGB, you've got your scan lines. He even throws S-Video in there for some reason. <laughs> um, it's got all sorts of resolutions and, and perspectives. Like you can do the 4-3. That's the first one somebody's going to choose. Yeah, I want S-Video. S-video. Yeah. Uh, so it's got all those options for people who like that sort of thing. And, and to its credit, it does a pretty good job at it. It's co-op, so you can run around these dungeons with a friend. Um, sure. Uh, if you hate your friend, I guess, and, uh, <laughs> and, and, and it's $8. Do we need to have a Twitch night where we beat Gate of Doom? I don't know, man. I'm pretty <laughs> sure Ethan has this on his arcade table, and I'm pretty sure it was terrible there, too. Okay. Um, so uh, for $8, I recommend you uh, put it to better use on your Switch. There are... There are plenty of great arcade games on your Switch for right around $8 that are worth buying. I am sorry, Johnny Turbo. I wanted to love this game. And I will continue to buy Johnny Turbo games just because. Um, but, uh, boy, needs to try harder next time. Let's do Johnny Turbo's Bad Dudes. Then we're talking. <laughs> That's right. I All love right. that game. So, finally, the other game I've been playing is uh, Horizon Zero Dawn. Yes, let's dish. And this came out like a year ago, give or take. Right? Yeah. But I bought the complete edition um, in November when it came out. I got it free in like a buy to get one free deal that they were having, those crazy deals in November. Yeah. Um, because I wanted the game when it first came out because it looked sweet, right? Yes, and uh, and it was getting great reviews. Um, and you played quite a bit of this too, right? Yeah, I, I owned it. I didn't. I wouldn't say quite a bit. I'm five or six hours, maybe. Um, what did you think of it? I thought it was beautiful. Uh-huh. Uh huh. I was just coming off of playing Zelda. Yeah. And so I was not ready for another giant open world game where you could just do a ton of stuff. Right, right. Because I, I felt like I needed something more straightforward. That's when I borrowed Doom from you. Oh, yeah. Because I was like, I just want something straightforward where I just run through because I'm tired. Teddy had just been born. Yeah. Like, I didn't have a lot of time. <clears throat> um, um, I wasn't too into the story, and I, and I actually tried to get into the story for the game. Yeah. And the, the thing that really annoyed me was that the the writing was so small for the menus. Oh yeah. Yeah. Huh. <laughs> that really did that. Like I felt like I was squinting trying to find stuff. It's not like my TV's that huge, but it's not that small. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. What did, I mean, what do you think? I'm about three. Oops. Sorry. I'm about three hours in. And, okay. And I'm kind of bored. Like, yeah, it's it's not doing it for me. It, like you said, it's gorgeous. It looks great. Um, That's kind of the thing for me. Like I, yeah. like I, I thought I was going to be super into hunting the animals and stuff. Yeah, and I really wasn't. No, no, me either. So, and, and I find that the the people, the characters, they just look weird. 
Yes. Like I'm like they look it's like very unca- it's very uncanny valley kind yeah, of stuff. Yeah, they look like uh like I don't know, if if the road warriors went into the woods for a few months. <laughs> they look like these guys, you know, they look like these characters. And they tried super hard to make them really look as real as possible. Yeah. Which I appreciate the attempt, but that was the other thing is coming off of Zelda, it was like kind of cartoony. Yeah. But I loved the design of all the characters. I loved the way that game looked. Yeah. And then I'd been switching for something where it has like a beautiful landscape, but they tried to make the characters look so real that they're just not real. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if that makes sense. No, yeah, it, t- it totally does. And like I said, they, they're just fuzzy looking, weird, like woodland people that just kind of creep <laughs> me out. And so I'm, I'm to this point where it's, it's toward the beginning of the game, so this isn't like a big deal. Um, but I'm to the point where um, she's supposed to be participating in some ritual competition or something. Yeah, like the trials. Yeah, to find out, like, I don't know, who her mom is or something. I don't even know. Did that, yeah, did that remind you of the Elf Quest trials? Elf Quest, no. Oh, remember he's got to go through, like, some trials to win somebody's hand or something? Oh, like yeah, that? yeah. Yeah, I didn't Kinda even, like, I didn't even little... think of that. Um, but I'm finding myself having a hard time caring about it. It's just not, it's not doing it for me. I'm going to give it some more time, but... Yeah, I really just want to go back to Final Fantasy fourteen. Like, <laughs> I, I just I'm having a hard time caring about any of this. And I, like you said, I don't find the gameplay all that interesting. The hunting is just bleh. Like I don't care. And uh, yeah, so I'm hoping it gets better. I mean, it, it it was so critically acclaimed last year. Like everybody was talking about it. I think another problem for me is I felt like it got complicated really fast. Yeah, yeah. Like, you just have a ton of options to do stuff. Yeah. And I didn't really feel eased into things. Yep. Same here. And so, so I, I felt confused right off the bat. Like, yeah, yeah, the menu what do system, I choose? How do I make things? And there's so much going on in the menus. Yeah, the menu system isn't that all that intuitive. And there have been a couple times now where somebody's tried to give me an item. So I go, like, it just throws you in the menu. But it, uh-huh. I'm, I'm just like, why don't you just give me the item? Why are you putting me in a menu and making me choose the item? It's so stupid. And, uh, and the first time it did that, I was like, am I supposed to, what am I supposed to do? And I'm looking around, I'm finding menus and I'm going or cycling through menus. And then I just back out and the guy's like, why didn't you take my item? And I'm like, <laughs> like, like, well, dummy, why don't you just give it to me? You I know? tried. Yeah. Just put it in my pocket right here. Yeah. So that's really, um, I think that's all I've got, man. Did you did you try the mummy now that it's now oh, it's got the update? No, not that it not now that's that, gotten not since the patch. I uh I mean I should. That's actually a good point. I should go back so, and check that out. Just for people listening, I I went and bought the mummy demastered. Yeah. For the switch because uh, so it's the movie based off the Tom Cruise, or it's the game based off the Tom Cruise money mummy movie. So, but it's made a way forward. Yeah, so bizarre that they made a game yeah, out of so that. Bizarre, but they've done that before. They they made um, they made a really great Thor game for the DS. Oh, that's right. I forgot Do you about remember? that. 
the game was great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, they've done it before, but I like I like Way Forward a lot. Yeah, and I played it, and I had like all these complaints, like the so in the game when you get killed, and I think I maybe have talked about it on the other podcast, but when you get killed, your character reanimates as a mummy. Yeah, and you have to go. And you lose all your weapons. So, you're, so when you're dead, you start back with your regular health pack and your regular machine gun, and that's it. Yep. And you have to go find the your your guy that you just that just got reanimated, kill him, and get all your stuff back. Yeah. So my complaints were that it had really bad frame rate issues when you had like three dead old selves that you had to kill. Yeah. Yeah. Action on the screen, and that when you died, it was really unfair as far as how hard it was to get your stuff back. Right. And um, I and they fixed like it was like my laundry list of things that I didn't like. That update was everything that I didn't like. They fixed. <laughs> nice. Should have so waited. Awesome. Should have waited. I know. I already beat it. I just slogged through the stuff that I didn't like because I liked the game so much. Nice. So, I kind of want to replay it now. Yeah, yeah, totally. But all right, man. Well, I think uh, I think that's all I got for today. We're at, we're at our time. <laughs> we're out of time. <laughs> uh, okay. I don't. I don't know if I told you this before the last one, but I read this article about Kathy Lee and Regis when they did their live show. Yeah. Did I tell you about that? I don't think so. And apparently, they didn't really talk outside of the show. Uh huh. Uh, no, 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 no. Kelly Ripa. When yeah. Kelly Ripa took over for Kathy Lee. Yeah, okay. And apparently, Kelly Ripa and Regis didn't really talk that much after the sh- like in between shows. And if she tried to talk to him, he would always shout at her, save it for the show. <laughs> Which I think is amazing. Because we say that to each other. Like, save it for the show. <laughs> All right, man. I'll talk to you later. Yeah, sounds good. All right, bye. guys there it is another little conversation with dave and me about some random stuff um give us a call 612-424-3835 send us an email mailbag at mojomenace.com send in some stuff about that uh about shmup month if you want that'd be awesome i'd appreciate it um find us on twitter at super the hardest or our forums mojomenace.com slash forums where I think we're going to do a little uh, a little high score chase of the NES version of uh, Galaga so if you're interested in that join us there so that's it for today guys thanks for listening to Hilden Don Ciccio